0: what is going on everybody my name is Stefan Coons and I am the CEO of Pursuit health and performance and this is our podcast the everyday Pursuit what's up um today I want to talk to you guys about a little bit of mindset work that uh I feel will will resonate with you and and hopefully it doesn't and if you don't like if it's a total miss for you I'm sorry but I've been thinking about this um all last week and I, and I was talking to one of our clients that um was struggling a little bit right? And I think people make this assumption like, oh, when you get a a coach or a personal trainer, they're just going to be, you know, they're going to, all the motivation that you don't have, all the um, wants and needs that you should want, like that person's just going to be your confidant and do everything for you. And you can kind of like lean on their motivation and and their energy. And although that is a hundred percent true, I think there is something that's that's missed a little bit when getting a coach. Now, when I say a coach, the reason we say that we're coaches versus trainers is I think that most trainers, they do one thing. They train you, right? Like when I was a trainer in the gym, I trained somebody. Sure, I had a, talked a little bit of mindset and nutrition during the session, but compared to what we do online or with our in-person hybrid clients, it's much different. We are coaching them. We are teaching them and educating them so they can eventually do it on their own, which is way different than regular in-person training. The reason I think coaching is a great thing in all areas of your life, training, nutrition, all that kind of stuff, is because I think that you are leaning a little bit on that other person's expertise, their knowledge, um, whatever, And until you get there, right? But it's not it's not a permanent crutch, okay? And we're very, very big about that in pursuit. And so I just want to get that out there. But what I think is what you see in the mirror every single day is a direct reflection on the effort you put in and the things you do. And you may say, Stefan, that's complete BS. No, it's not. You don't know, blah, blah, blah. I'm telling you right now, it is. Like what you see in the mirror. Now, hold on before you attack me. I don't just mean physical. When you look at yourself in the mirror and you assess yourself, I mean, like, if you don't do this, please start this practice. Every week, you should look at yourself in the mirror for like three minutes. And you might say, well, that's really bad. I'm gonna like tear myself apart and whatever. Okay, but if you look at yourself in the mirror and all you find is negative and you're like, I don't like this role and I have this pimple and I don't like this hair, you need to work on that mindset. And there's a lot of people that actually avoid looking in the mirror because, and I've heard that, well, that's really unhealthy. You shouldn't tell people to just assess themselves and pick themselves apart. I'm not telling you to pick yourself apart. I'm telling you to assess yourself and I'm really big about assessing all areas of your life. Now, when you look at yourself in the mirror, the first thing you see is obviously the physical. Um, It's just there, right? Like you see, you know how your clothes fit. You know, if you're sitting down and you got a belly, you you're the one that's in that body and you know how that feels and you know what that does to you mentally. Okay. That's not even what I'm talking about, but also it is a little bit. But like when you look at yourself, how do you perceive yourself? If you're somebody that looks in the mirror and you only see negative things, right? When I'm sure you have a lot of positive things about you. If you only see the negatives and you pick out the negatives, one or two things, I think, for most people. Number one, the best case scenario is you just strive for perfection, which you might say is unhealthy. But I don't think striving for perfection with the knowing that you can't be perfect, I think is not unhealthy. Now, if you're striving for perfection and you think it exists, then that's when it becomes obsessive because you know you're never going to hit it. But I think people should strive to be perfect. I'm doing air quotes because I think that like the ultimate goal is to be as good as possible, right? So the strive, maybe not even perfect, but this what you should strive for is the top of the top of the top of what you can be. I think that's the best way to live your life in all areas, not just what shape you're in, not just what's in your bank account, I'm talking about all the lives, or all the, all the lives, all the buckets, you know, spiritual, financial, your friendships, your relationships, your health, um, your career, like everything I think you should strive. So that's number one, right? You look at yourself and you're finding things to improve on because you know that you are, have more, right? And I feel like that is kind of where I am with myself. Um, I used to be actually way more obsessive with my physique. And I used to look at it and, and like find these little things. And trust me, being in the bodybuilding community, these people have probably some of the worst self-image issues ever. And I think that there's half of them that are like, oh, I want to improve this. I want to improve this. But they love themselves and they're very confident and they like how they look. But like that is a sport where you're supposed to nitpick and it's okay. And it's actually, I, I know some people that legit have a healthy relationship with their food and stuff. And then there's the other side, which is the opposite. I'll never be good enough right? It, it's, a, it's, it's the same assessment. It's just the gla- glass is half empty, right? It's like, oh, I have to change this and this, and my b- arms aren't big enough and blah, blah, blah. And so it is kind of based on a perception. The reason I think that what you see in the mirror is a direct reflection on your daily results is like this bigger concept of you are you, and you have gotten to the place that you are in your life with decisions you've made and haven't made, And other decisions people in your life have made and I haven't made. Because you might say, well, Stefan, you don't know. I went through some trauma. It was totally out of my thing. I was abandoned as a child. I was molested. I was raped. I was, you know, I I had to go to war, whatever, trauma. Okay, so that wasn't a decision you made. Okay, probably. I totally understand that. But it was a decision that somebody else in your life made, right? So there are some things that are out of your control, but I, I want to challenge you even if you've gone through some crap, I bet you that more is in your hands and in control than you think. And it's not this whole like, oh, you should take ownership. But it is a realization like, if you were dealt a bad hand and you went through a bunch of different stuff, it is now your responsibility, or maybe like people around you too, your spouse or whoever, but like mostly yours, to get yourself better because nobody's gonna care about you as much as you care about you. Like That is the truth. and. I'm not saying that your spouse or your best friend or your parents don't care about you. They do. But like, you have to be an advocate for yourself. And until you can look at yourself and say, you know, maybe I'm not where I want to be because I probably could have made another decision. It's not saying, it's not shitting on yourself. It's the opposite. It's sitting there saying, you know what? I probably could have done this different. I'm not like mad at myself. I don't want to live with regrets. I don't hate myself. But now I kind of learn that next time, maybe I'll make a little bit different decision. And I think that's ongoing for the rest of your life, kind of like make a mistake, learn, do a little bit better. And I think the only way you get better is just constant self-reflection. So no, I don't think you should look in the mirror for five minutes or three minutes to tear yourself apart or to pinch your belly or to look at yourself and and shit on yourself. I think it's a direct reflection. Like I know if I eat really crappy all week and I miss three workouts and I look in the mirror, I'm going to look more soft. I'm not going to look as hard and full. And you know what? I know right then that, okay, well, this is a direct reflection on what I did this week, right? If I look at my bank account, that's a direct reflection on a lot of things, my spending habits, how hard I worked, what decisions I made in the past that got me to this career, all this stuff, right? If I look at my marriage, that's a direct reflection on the effort I've put in, how I've treated my wife, if I look at the relationship between me and my son, and so on and so forth. So the mirror isn't necessarily physically the mirror. It's also just uh, an analogy of self-reflection, but also I think it's physically a good idea that you look in an actual mirror too. And one of the things that's actually helped me um, is praying and journaling, like 100%. And I think that journaling to me is nice because I I have this like little gratitude journal I got off Amazon and it's like really small. It's I mean, it takes like five, three minutes in the morning probably, And, um, it's just like, what am I grateful for today? What are some things that I could have done better? What are my goals? And it's just like this daily self-reflection. And this is why I think it's super important. Most people go months and months and months without having a sit down with themselves, which blows my freaking mind. They like, like, I know this happens because the individual that I was telling you the beginning, you know, was 40, 50 pounds overweight. And I asked, hey, do you, like along you gaining weight, did you ever like just stop and like just really assess like I'm gaining weight, I'm unhappy, I don't like the way I look, how am I gaining this weight? And like start to problem solve, he goes, well, no, not till I got a coach. Like I knew it was happening, but I I knew that I didn't know what to do. So I just like kind of ignored it. Like that was the truth. And the problem is it's uncomfortable to sit in this self-reflective state. But at some point, like the sooner you're able to do that, I'm gonna tell you right now, the sooner you're able to sit down and reflect and take ownership and then start solving like what got you there. And like, if you don't know, get help. That's the best thing that you can ever do for yourself because you're gonna catch it before it's too late, right? And I see this all the time. I have friends, you know, I'm about to be 33 and I have my second baby in a few days. And I have friends that have, you know, I'm not saying my marriage is perfect by any means, I have friends that are, you know, mostly married and I see so many of them and they wait until their marriage is on the brink of divorce before they go to see a counselor or get help or whatever they're going to do instead of sitting there and reflecting and being a good communicator and saying like, how's my marriage? How's my health? Uh, Maybe we should go to talk to somebody and like talk about issues we normally don't like if if we can't do it on our own. And and it's this self-reflection. It's not waiting until there's... um, somebody that cheated on somebody or violence or these huge blow up fights or whatever. And then like, oh, I guess we need help. That's the same thing as somebody that's sitting there and be like, wow, I'm 50 pounds overweight. I better really do something about it. You did not want to do something when you were 10 pounds overweight or 15 or 20 or 25, like all these increments now. And, and, and I will say that for some people, they just have to be in enough pain emotionally or physically until they want to change. But like, why, why should you change so you get to the breaking point. That's like letting your bank account get down to a to hundred dollars and then be like, oh shit, I need a new job. Or oh my God, you know what? I really need to like stop my spending habits, but I want to like just ride that line. Like let me just basically become completely broke and then I'll do something about it. And you might sit there and laugh and be like, I would never do that. But you do when it comes to your fitness. You wait until you're not fitting in your clothes. You wait till your energy shit and your sleep shit and your confidence is shit. And maybe it's affecting other things, your career, your sex life, like all this stuff. And then you do something. And you know what the sad thing is? Most people, when it comes to fitness, still don't do anything. They push it and they push it and they push it. And what they do is they actually go focus on other parts of their life that mask that part. Okay. And then, and I know this, I want you guys to really think about this. I've worked with so many people that are overweight and super financially successful, or just maybe like not from a finance standpoint, as far as like, oh, they make a million dollars a year, but very career successful, prestigious, high up. And these people purposefully focus on their career and their family so they don't have to worry about fitness. And they say, well, I'm so busy with my family and I'm so busy with my career. And it is true, they are busy, but they purposefully make themselves busy in avoidance. I see the same thing with people that have bad marriages. They go, well, I'm just so busy with work and I'm so busy with whatever, and I don't have time to do this. And look, for a point, this was me. Hundred percent, and my marriage started to suffer because I was so focused on X. And I thought, you know what? It's easier if I can just focus more on my business or more on my fitness instead of focusing on my marriage because it was hard work that I didn't want to do. I was like, very, very avoidant in it. Um, And I'm being vulnerable with you guys because I think we all do this in certain areas of our life, and then we complain about being unbalanced. But like, that's the whole point. Is like if if you can't reflect if you can't sit there and say where i am right now is a direct reflection of the results like of the decisions that i've made and and the thing too is you might say well i didn't do that well i could tell you right now that my ex that was my choice to be with her okay um so yeah it wasn't me that was a terrible person in my last marriage <clears throat> which i won't get into too much but like i that was my choice at that time and so was it me? No, but it was me because I put myself in that like position. And also I probably should have left earlier and I chose not to. And I could have a, a thousand reasons why I didn't and be justified for them. But I don't want to do that. I want to take ownership and be like, okay, so this is the role that I played. This is what I could have done differently. Okay, I'm going to learn. Um, and sometimes guys, the, the reality is we wait until it's last minute. Most people do in in certain areas of their lives. And it's very easy in this world where we have like entertainment at an all time high and our phones in our faces to just get distracted and say, I don't have time. And, you know, I do that too. Like I have books sitting right here that I should be reading Um, that. And I, I, I like reading and I don't like reading, but I tell myself in my head, I don't have a lot of time to read. And it's not until I sit down and I actually reflect and I'm like, Stefan, where is your time going? And now in my work, I'm becoming actually a little less busy. And I do have legitimate time that I could read, but I choose not to. And if that's my choice, if I actually choose not to, I also need to acknowledge that and be like, you know what? I don't want to. And I have to accept whatever comes with that, right? So I've had conversations with people that are like, well, I just don't want to change my lifestyle. I've been fat my whole life and I'm really scared to make a lifestyle change because it's like That's, I'm just, I'm actually like tied into that identity of being fat and eating these foods and having these comforts that the thought of changing is very scary. Okay, don't change. But everything that comes with that, all the things that you're struggling with, the depression, the anxiety, and this is, I've had people say this, I'm not assuming they have depression, anxiety, depression, anxiety, low confidence, suicidal thoughts, all these things, you have to kind of take a little bit of ownership of those. Now, I don't think anybody should have suicidal thoughts or depression, anxiety. That's terrible. I don't wish out upon my worst enemy, but you know what? They do. These are people that are admitting they have these thoughts. And if, if, if you're saying that me being fat is cause, causing these things because I hate who I am and I hate the way I look and you don't want to do anything about it, at some point you have to take a little bit of ownership for that, right? Like it could have been the way you were raised. It could have been the environment you were in, but like You also have opportunities to to do things and to make it better. And just to let you guys know, I'm not even talking about getting a coach. You know, exercising is free. Like going on a walk is free. It doesn't cost anything. You know, telling yourself, no, you're not going to eat this is free. Easier said than done, but it's free. Okay. There's so much information out there. Like right now, and I know this is like anti-selling you away from what we do, but there's so much information out there that, if I started all over again, I could get so jacked and shredded, and in very good shape. If I was 80 pounds overweight, um, just for the information out there, there's a lot of good information for free. Okay, so you know, I, I hear it. I hear people say, "Well, I just, I would like to get on a program, but I can't afford it." There's free programs. There's free challenges. I I know people personally in our program that have lost 60, 70 pounds just through nutrition alone, on their own, with like zero knowledge. Basically, they go yeah, I was eating all this crappy food. I cut out soda, which is most people know. I lost the first 30 pounds. Then I started walking and then I just did intermittent fasting and was eating like this and this and I lost 50 pounds. I'm like, there you go. Like, it, it's not a hard, but like, do you understand that they took ownership to do that? They looked in their the mirror and said, you know what? I don't like the way I look. I'm drinking the soda. I'm not walking. I'm eating too much. I need to do the opposite. And then they did the opposite and then they got results and felt better. Like it's not, It's not hard. And guys, I think for a long time, and and this is something that's really challenging for me. We do live in a society right now where sometimes I feel like, I hope that I'm not part of the problem, but I think with Instagram and social media, it shows this perfect life. And that's why I try to be super vulnerable with you guys on this podcast because I don't have a perfect life. I mess up, I make mistakes. Um, I I try really hard. I'm I'm sure a lot of people do, but like I fall short all the time and and it's okay because i do self reflect and i and i try to improve a little bit better and i do i actually am getting better like every few months i like can tell that i've like leveled up who i am as a person whether it's financially my my friends connection closer relationship with my uh family better better shape you know better physical conditioning um growing the business like i can tell and the only reason is because I do the deep work that's like really difficult and I take ownership and then I take action. And that's very challenging for most people. And honestly, it started with journaling because I have busy days and I just like wrote things. You could literally just have a blank notebook. It does not have to be any special journal. And what I want you guys to do is th- this is what I would do. Set a timer even for 5 minutes and I just want you to reflect and I always I put always put down like the five Fs for me, I think that that's a really good way to kind of understand where I'm in balance. Right. So for me, it's faith, friends, family, fitness, finance. And I just put those like in my head, I have them so you can write them down and whatever. And that way I know in each area of my life, like how I'm doing. And look, if you're crushing it in like so many different areas or if some areas aren't important to you really, if they aren't, don't do them. Okay. Um, but like, if some areas are are important to you, I think that you should really write down and like be honest with yourself and see if you're happy. And then if you're not happy, you got to start looking for solutions. Like, it's the problem is not going to solve itself. In fact, it will probably get worse. And I'll give you a real life example right now. Right now, especially the past year, I really don't have a social life, and I push it off for a very, very, very long time because basically, when I'm not working, I work out, and when I'm not working and work out, I hang out with my family. Like that's it and i'm okay with that i for me that bucket doesn't need to be as full um i love people but i just felt like right now i'm okay with having a chapter in my life where that bucket's very empty but i actually went shooting with um my our head coach mike and i had a ton of fun i'm like man i miss this all right i got to be a little bit better about this i didn't maybe realize how unbalanced i was but you know what i did i went and started planning to go hunting with my neighbor and doing things that like Forcefully getting myself out of my comfort zone instead of going, yeah, I'm feeling like my social bucket is really empty and uh, it's just kind of sad. Oh well, like that is the response of most people. Like, oh, I don't like the way I look and just feel really like disgusting. And I, I could tell my bones hurt. And I have really low energy and I just hate. I hate the way I look and I don't feel low. You know, I feel low confidence and it just sucks. Well, like that's the response for most people can't do anything about it. Or like, Oh, I don't really know what to do. So I'm not going to do it. Like figure it out, right? Like I purposefully put myself in situations that are like a little bit uncomfortable, at least to try it out, right? At least to try it out. Like I started going to this men's group. I went a couple of weeks and I don't know it. I liked the people. It just like, wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It didn't really fill my cup or bucket. I didn't feel like it was what I thought it was going to be. So I stopped going, but I tried. I'm not just sitting there. I'm taking action on these things. So if you look at yourself in the mirror, if you're journaling, if you're doing some type of self-reflection, and I strongly suggest actually looking at yourself in the mirror. And the thing is, if you just look at yourself, you get a physical assessment. If you stand there, and I know it's super awkward, like three minutes is forever looking in the mirror, and you will start think of all the past things. What type of person am I? What type of man am I or woman? Who am I to these people? Like, how, how do I think my wife views me? How do I think my people online view me? Which is important to me, but maybe not to you. Um, how do you think, you know, I, I think of things like this. How, do, how does my company view? me? How do people that um, I'm influencing, I don't consider myself an influencer, but how do people I'm influencing and leading view me? What about my son? What about my family? And some people go, well, you shouldn't care what people think. Yes, you should. Because I think that what you think people think of you builds your reality and your perception of yourself. Okay? Say that again. What you think people think about you helps build your own self-perception and reality. So I do think it's important. I want people to think I'm a good person. I mean, I know there's going to be people that hate me or think I'm a douche or whatever they're going to think. It's And that's life. And I, I'm okay with that. I can sleep at night. But I also... I also want to self-reflect and think of that because sometimes we're so in our zone and our perception's always gonna be better, right? We're not gonna be like, oh, you're such a bad person. You're such a piece of crap. You're such, like most people, right? Think a little bit higher of themselves, I hope, okay? Um, or I mean, I'm sure there's t- people that think way lower of themselves, but that's why you need a perception both ways because if you think higher of yourself, maybe if you're really brutally honest, you're like, ah, you know, maybe my, maybe this person really thinks I'm a little more stuck up, Uh, I guess, you know, I, I could probably be better at calling them, whatever. So hopefully it's a reality check and humbles you. And if it's the opposite, if you feel depressed or like, wow, I'm really not that good. Think about all the people that like appreciate you and the value you put into people's lives and who loves you and who cares about you. And if you're like, there's nobody or I don't put value in, then start putting in value. If you really think that you're just this person that has nothing going for you and stuff, number one, I'm sorry, I actually do feel bad. But like, At some point, like I've seen people turn their lives around from being suicidal, like in the military, deeply suicidal. Like I was going to kill myself yesterday, suicidal. Okay. Um, with depression, with anxiety, and I, I'm not a mental health expert. So I, I only talk about it because I saw a lot of it in the military and we have some clients, um, that, you know, I've trained over the last 10 years that have shared their mental health stuff with me. And I think that like one of the big things is, is perception, right? Like that's a huge thing. And then also purpose, like at least in the first responder military community, I saw a lot of people that would get out of the military or maybe leave their career and feel like they lost their sense of purpose. And that's, for me, that was when I saw people become the most suicidal, again, personal experience. They left the military. They felt like they lost their sense of purpose, who they were, their camaraderie, and they were just like lost as a person. And I think that for me, I actually went through that. I was not suicidal at all, but like, I probably hit my greatest, like sadness and depression when I got out of the military, I felt like that. Um, I didn't know what I was really going to do with my life. It was just, I don't know. It was just a really hard time mentally. And I wish I would have had these tools because I think if I would have done what I'm telling you right now, I would have been like, you know what, Stefan? You do have a lot going for you. You know, you're starting over, but you have this and this and this. And look, if you want these things, like I, I don't know, I just would have had that conversation with myself, and I probably would have taken more direct action. And eventually, I did. Eventually, I did. And the conversation actually was: Look, you were a PTL in the Air Force. You 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 want to help people with fitness? That is obviously your calling and your passion. I knew that like two years into the military, and back in 2012. So like. 10, 11 years ago. And I'm like, you need to start doing things that will like get you towards that. And I did, I already had like a, a degree or not a degree, a certification, but I I knew that I needed to keep pursuing it. And instead of being there and being like, I don't, I don't make any money and I don't like my career. And I, I got out of the military and now I have to start all over again. And there's a little bit of the poor me and feeling sorry for myself. But I also was like, you know what? You're just gonna take one step and one step and one step and one step. And, one step, and I did. I got my strength and conditioning certification. I got my nutrition certification. I got a job at a shitty gym. And then I got another job offer because I was showing up every day. And then I started my own training business. And like one thing after another, after another. And if you listened to the episode about my origin story, if you if there's a reoccurring theme, it's I took action and then I asked questions, right? Like that is my life. I want to just, I just want to, I'm not being dumb about it. I'm not like, oh, I'll just do whatever on the whim. No, 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 no. They're calculated decisions, but like I make them very quickly and I don't wait. I don't sit there. And I, I can't tell you how many times I've talked to somebody. Well, oh, it sounds like a really good program. Let me just think about it. And they never, ever sign up. That person's not getting in better shape. And you know it. And if that's you, you know that you're not just going to like get off the conversation with somebody or like have an opportunity presented and then be like, well, I'm just going to do it on my own. Well, no, you won't. That's why you're, you're you are where you are. So for me, those self reflection moments, Now I have come and I've taken the time of action. And if you listen to Alex Ramosi, if you don't know who he is, he's a fitness entrepreneur, um, the goat of like marketing. And he says, I just take the time that I make decisions and I just shorten them like 10 times quicker than anybody else. And it's compounding interest. And so now I realize in my life that when I just make decisions and I just do things, I'm so much further ahead of everybody else that takes a long time. And I'm also further ahead of my old self. So this is my call to action for you to do a little bit of reflection. And if you don't like that statement that when you look in the mirror, it's a direct reflection of your daily decisions, if that bothers you, you probably need to do some more reflection. That's my opinion. Like you probably need to reflect a little bit more. It shouldn't bother you. I think like, I think you should be okay with looking at yourself. And if you're not, it's okay. It's okay if it's uncomfortable. It's okay if you're like, well, I don't, I don't want to do that. It's okay. It's okay to want to be avoided. I just think where the problem comes is staying at that spot. Like you got to get through the muck and through the discomfort. You think I like journaling? No, because not everything that goes in there is positive. In fact, I would say that 50% of it is quote unquote negative. It's a constructive criticism for myself because I know myself better than anybody else. And I'm only going to come to my rescue. And until I take ownership of me, nothing's going to change for me. I know it sounds like a lot of I and me, but that's really what it is. It's like it's a it's a self-ownership. And so looking in the mirror is not easy. And the last thing I will leave you on is this. There's a balance of 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 self-love. Please don't sit there and journal and look in the mirror and always find everything to improve about yourself and never say positives. And I personally, I don't write down like self-affirmations. I feel like the proof of like my physique and my life I have is a proof of the work I put in. I don't need to write, I am great and I love myself. Personally, I feel like that doesn't help. I just, but I think about it. I think about, wow, look at my home or look at my, um, like, look at the things I have. Um, it, it, a lot of it is material. I'm not going to lie. And I am by no means am I wealthy, but like I paid off my cars and I'm like, wow, that's a great feeling. Right. So I, and you know, it's a 2009 Tacoma, not balling out, but I, I look at that and I'm like, wow, I'm really grateful. Well, that's a direct reflection of me being financially responsible and, you know, making good decisions with my money. And you know what, Stefan, good on you. That's like how I do my affirmations. and, and, and look, I, I have a couple areas that I know that really need a lot of work. And everything else I love myself and I'm happy with, Like I'm okay. It doesn't mean I slack to make those other things or else you're always going to be in this like teeter-totter. I just like, okay, cool. Well, hmm, that needs a little bit of work. Cool. Um, all right, man, you probably should have done a little bit better. Let's go work on it. It's not this self-loathing, self-hate. It is actually comes from a place of love. And it's like being a parent to yourself and correcting. When I correct my son, I'm not like, you're terrible and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Hey dude, maybe we could just be a little more respectful next time. I'm not mad at my son. I mean, I'm maybe a little bit disappointed sometimes, but I'm like, Hey, I love you, but like, we got to do better. And I hope his best response as a teenager is like, okay, dad, you're right. Like that would be awesome. You're having those same conversations with yourself, right? Yeah. Okay. We'll probably maybe didn't, shouldn't have e- eaten that, but you know, next time we're going to do better. And then actually doing it, Right, And if you if you catch yourself in this like habitual thing over and over and over again, and you never get better, and you just keep doing it, I highly, highly, highly suggest seeking somebody that can help you break that pattern. I've done that. I've done that with my faith. I've done that with my marriage. I've done that with my finances. And I haven't had to do it really with my fitness, even though I used to have a, a fitness coach, just because that's one area that's been really solid for me for a long time, which is probably why I do what I do. I'm not coaching people on finances. I'm not coaching people on relationships. I'm coaching people on fitness because that's one area that I've been like very, 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 very good at. Now I've tried and, and put in a ton of effort in all these other areas because just like you guys, I seek balance and I feel that I've got a lot more of it because I've been able to do that self-reflection, standing in the mirror figuratively and literally and making sure that the areas that I want to get better that I, I do and I'm willing to work on it. Uh, time frames different for everybody else but my call to you is that you get comfortable being a little uncomfortable while you do this work um journey is not easy but it is always 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 worth it so i appreciate it guys and i'll talk to you later.